This is the Drummer's Resource Podcast, session 159. And the quote of the day is from Bruce Lee, who said, I fear not the man who has practiced 10,000 kicks once, but I fear the man who has practiced one kick 10,000 times. You're listening to the Drummer's Resource Podcast, home of in-depth interviews with the world's greatest drummers and industry professionals. Information, education, and motivation for drumming and beyond. What's going on, everybody? Nick Ruffini here with another session of the Drummer's Resource Podcast. And thanks for checking it out. If this is your first time listening, uh, you can check out over 100 and, I don't know, about 155 interviews or so at drummersresource.com, also on iTunes and Stitcher and all that fun stuff. Uh, so thanks for checking it out. And for those of you who have been listening for a while, thank you so much. And if you haven't left a comment yet or a rating or a review, I got to ask, why not? Leave one at your uh, at your convenience. I'd love a five star review, or if you think it's a two star program, leave it a you know leave it a two star review. I don't know. I doubt you're 150 episodes in. I think it's a two star uh, program though. Anyway, I'm uh, I'm in a little bit of a weird mood. I'm feeling good, nice and refreshed. Just got back from L.A. I was out there for about ten days and just a just a great time. Looking for an apartment and. Uh, Got to spend a lot of time with some friends out there. And Nick, I'm sorry we didn't get to uh, to to connect. And Rosh, I'm sorry we weren't able to connect. James, I'm sorry we weren't able to connect. Um, so it was a super, super busy few days. But I promise next time I'm out there, uh, we will definitely try to make it happen. Plus, I'll be out there full time coming soon. So we're definitely going to connect while I'm out there. Um, also, I was, man, I... I got to say, I spent, I spent three or four days at, I was at Drum Channel and DW. They're in the same building. They're not owned by the same company. Don Lombardi, who owns DW, also owns Drum Channel, but, but DW doesn't own Drum Channel, but they're in the same building. So while I'm there, I get to like walk around and see all the stuff happening with DW and all that stuff. And, you know, they're a, a, a podcast sponsor, but just the family of people that are there, it's, it's really amazing that how cool everybody is there. And it's really like one big family and they're amazingly hospitable to me uh, when I'm there and, and treat me like part of the family, which I really appreciate. But if you ever get a chance, just go to Oxnard. It's 45 minutes North of LA and go and tour the factory and just, you can go in and you can see how they make all their drums and everything. It's just, it's a really amazing thing and an amazing company that they built. Uh, They started in, in 74, which is, ironic because my, or coincidental, I should say, because my family started their businesses in 74 and they're a family run business too. So I, I respect tremendously what they've done with that company, but just, just go there and like, go do the tour and meet everybody. And there's a showroom there and everything. So if you haven't checked it out, uh, definitely go up there. It's just, it's just awesome. And every time I leave there, I feel so inspired and, and have a, a renewed, uh, uh, enthusiasm for drumming, which, uh, you know, which is just an amazing thing. So check it out if you're ever up there. Sorry for rambling, but uh, but I really just, it's a cool experience if you're a drummer. So, and I'm guessing if you're listening to this, you are. Uh, so this episode that I have, this is a, Q, a live Q&A that we did with Michael Carvin on this past Thursday or this past Wednesday, I'm sorry, about practice techniques. The reason why I'm sharing this with you, this is actually the Q&A that I, that I did with Drummers Resource Pro, which is the membership site that I have. And 
I'm sharing this for a number for a number of reasons. A number of reasons. I can't talk today for a number of reasons. One, the content is so good that I don't want you to miss it. Two, I know that a lot of you really, really liked Michael's first interview, and I wanted to have him back. So I thought this was a creative way to do it as well. And third, I want you to experience what the Q and A sessions are like. Uh, with Drummers Resource Pro. And if you want to sign up for that, you can just go to drummersresourcepro.com and you can, one, be a part of all these Q&As so, so you can interact with the guests that I have, but also check out all the old ones like Brian Fraser moore and Calvin Rogers and Jim Riley and Rich Redman and uh, a, a ton of other ones. So uh, Paul Wartico was on there as well. So this is from Drummers Resource Pro. This is the live Q&A that I did with Michael Carvin about practice effective practice techniques and you know it's michael carvin so he always drops a ton of knowledge so let's get into it without further ado i hope you enjoy it and i'll talk to you after. when i was born and raised in houston texas and uh, i moved to los angeles when i was 18 i did a lot of recording there and also uh studio work television show and i also did an episode of Side. That was a television episode starring Raymond Burr. Then I came to New York City with Freddie Hubbard in 1973, and from that time on, I worked with Jackie and Pharaoh and Lisa Taylor and uh, a lot of those kind of guys. And, uh, and so then uh, what happened one day, I was hanging out, and I heard a guy say, those young drummers can't play nothing and can't none of them read. Because I was never, uh, uh, teaching had never entered my mind. But, but for some reason, you know how sometimes when you guys can hear something and it just seemed like somebody's sending you a message? Mm-hmm. So I said, won't nobody be able to say that again. I'm going to start, start teaching. And we have pretty much shut that type of language down. <laughs> <laughs> In the last 43 years, because now the ladies and gentlemen that I have taught are beginning to hit critical mass now. And most of the uh, uh, the gigs out here are being held by drummers that uh, I taught. Mm-hmm. Uh, like for um, uh, Kim Lee Thompson, when Beyonce had that all-girls band for four years, that was Kim Lee Thompson playing drums. She was one of the drummers. Ron DMC sample all of the drum work of another young lady by the name of Camille Gaynor. She's very big in the, the hip hop area, you know. And then, of course, uh, a lot of the guys, but everybody know the guys. I, I, I like to uh, talk about the ladies, you know. But uh, that's that's pretty much uh, to bring you up to date. And and since then, I've made over two hundred and fifty records. And uh, I love playing. I'm, I'm, I'm still playing. I continue to be playing. We have a great band, and our latest CD is uh, on Motima Records, and it's titled Flash Forward. And everybody said, well, why did you name it Flash Forward? Well, uh, the other musicians in my band are 40 to 30 years my junior. So... You think about them spending about five or six years with me, then 20 years from now, 30 years from now, fast forward, check them out because they will be leaders themselves. Nice. Nice. I like that, that you're playing with, with 
younger members because I know for me, I always sought out playing with guys that were older than me and, and better than me and, and had more experience than me because I knew that it would cause me to rise to the occasion. So I'm guessing you're doing the same thing, making these other people rise to the, rise to the occasion and step up their game. Well, like, uh, like I've, I've always said to uh, the ladies and gentlemen that, that I've talked, now you know we're in New York City. Now we're in New York City now. You can hear the fire trucks. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, uh, it's one thing that my father always told me. He said, Michael, if you work with guys that are older than you, then you will learn. So if, if possible, ladies and gentlemen that is, is listening tonight, try to be the weakest person in the band. Mm-hmm. Try to be the weakest person. So it's only one way for you to go. It's up. And you'll be uh, surprised what uh, you can learn. You know, be, be, because you get a chance to play with people that have been out there. They did it. And sometimes they can save you a whole lot of shortcuts if you pay attention. Right. So that is something that, that I've always encouraged that students do uh, play with guys or ladies and gentlemen rather older than yourself you can't lose yeah and I, and I think the one thing that you that you alluded to is saying you know sort of if you keep your if you keep your ego checked because if you go in there playing with guys and and you you know you don't think you have anything to learn or you think that that you know you know everything and and you're you're you don't need to rise to the occasion then it's not going to be a growing situation and i think you'll find yourself out on the street pretty quickly so yeah yeah well well in uh in all of those types of situations i really uh i call that the blind lead in the blind like everybody is great so where's the growth right right everybody's fantastic everybody is bizarre okay cool so where's the growth? So why am I here? So uh, I shouldn't even be in this band. We all great, but we can't grow. So I need to be where I can grow. Mm-hmm. Then you can be great. Yep. I totally agree. Now, speaking speaking of being great, uh, the one thing that I that that really uh, excites me about the way that you approach things is teaching and practicing. So, and the, you know, the topic of this is, is effective, effective practice techniques and, you know, teaching and practicing go hand in hand and you've had your, your slew of, of students and your approach to teaching is different, but I know that you have a ton of insights into, to practice. So let's first talk about your overall philosophy about teaching and then your, your philosophy about practicing as well. Okay. Well, see. The, uh, the most important thing, uh, let me just uh, uh, address the practicing. The most important thing about practicing that we have to remember that all of us forget. Okay, as long as we are in the music business, we will be called upon to do two things. One is this. We will be called upon to play slow, medium, and fast. Okay, that's for sure. The second one is this. We will be called upon to play pianissimo, Nezzo forte and forte. Okay. So when a student first comes to me, I'll, I'll, I'll say, hey, um, play something for me and don't try to impress me. Just play something that you like. And they play it forte 
And then I'll say, now, that was fantastic. Now, play something else for me that you really like. But play it at pianissimo. You see, forte, you don't have to practice that. That's a guinea. That's a guinea. Mm -hmm. Anybody can play forte. But we all have have problems when it comes to playing at pianissimo because when we uh, are called upon to play at pianissimo, we lose all of our forward momentum and we lose that great energy and a lot of times great ideas. So my father always told me, Whatever your disadvantage is, make that your new friend, okay? Make your disadvantage your new friend, okay? So until if we have uh, trouble playing at pianissimo where we don't feel the same way physically that we feel at forte, then let's start practicing at pianissimo more, okay? Let's work on that. Now, all of us have our favorite tempos. If we know it or not, most of the time, we go into the room and we really intend to have to work on something, but we are locked into our favorite tempo, okay? We go on the gig, they count the band off at the tempo that is our disadvantage, okay? So remember, we will be called upon to play how? Slow, medium, and fast. So let's practice slow, medium, and fast. Now, when we practice slow, Let's play at mezzo forte. And when we practice fast, let's play at pianissimo. Because for some reason, the faster we play, the louder we get. The slower we play, the softer we get. Right. I didn't ask you to play soft. I asked you to play slow. Right. <laughs> yeah, playing, well, they, you say, they say so, playing fast and, and quiet is one of the hardest things to do. Yes. Yes. Only, only because they don't practice that. See, there, uh, there's nothing hard once we understand we will be called upon to do it. Mm -hmm. Then everything gets, gets easy. Look, if, if, if you're trying to buy that new house and the guy say, well, I'll hide you if you play everything at this month. Oh, uh, better than that, I was working a job with a drone, I mean, an uh, uh, artist by the name of Walter. Junior. He was one of the piano players in Charlie Parker's band. And he was telling me, he said, oh, Carvin, I got this kid, but the club only, only wants the drummer to play brushes only. I know it's going to be a drag, but will, will you do it? I said, of course I will. You're going to pay me to develop my brush technique? Of course I will. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> but you raised it well. So, after we finished the gig, he said, man, I never knew you could play brushes that loud. I said, well, man, you hired me to play brushes. You didn't tell me that I couldn't use pianissimo forte or mezzo forte. But a lot of guys, when they pick up brushes, they act like, oh, this is a drag. This is a drag. I got to play with brushes. This is not going to be fun. Look, our hands, this is very important, young drummers that are listening now. Our hands are the drums, okay? So if you put feathers in your hand, what difference it makes? If you put small hammers in your hand, what difference it makes? Your hands are the drums. Now, what is the drum set as we know it? The drum set as we know it is the amplifier that does what? That amplifies your thoughts to the world. Mm -hmm. Because anytime you 
step from behind your drums, they don't make no sound. Okay? Mm-hmm. None. So you are the acoustic drum. The drum set is your electric drum. So just like the guitar player, he plugs into the amp, that allows the world to hear his thoughts. Once we sit on the throne, or what is also known as the drum seat, we just plugged in to our amp so the world can hear our thoughts. Right. And when you practice, like camp, let me just say this, I've never met a laser drum in my life, okay? I have never met a laser drum in my life, but I've met a lot of drummers that waste their time, <laughs> okay? They will be in that room practicing for hours, but they don't listen to what they are doing. The drum set is a huge instrument. So in order to practice it uh, correctly, we need to have an outline of what we are going to do. So let's say Mondays, we are going to work on number one, number two, number three, number four. Tuesdays, we are going to work on number five, number six, number seven, uh, uh, number eight, you know, and so forth and so on. Now, after each practice session, after you finish practicing, that's called discipline, okay? Mm -hmm. Practice means discipline. So after we finish practicing, okay, guess what? Now it's time to, to have freedom. All discipline, no good. All freedom, no good. Freedom and discipline, perfect. That's why we were told as children, if after you finish your dinner, you can have what? Dessert. Yeah. So it's that same kind of concept. It's interesting. I never, I never thought. I, I sort of have approached practicing that way. Uh, you know, I remember Russ Miller saying that. You know, when you go into practice, you should start out playing something that you like and end playing something that you like. So that, yes, sir. Yes, so sir. that it, it's sort of, you know, when you get in there, it's not getting right to work, and then when you're leaving, you leave feeling good rather than feeling frustrated. Yes, yes, sir. That, 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 uh, that's why I, I said I've never met a laser drummer in my life. I've met a lot of them to waste their time. But I never met a laser drummer. Yep, that makes sense. So, with when you're you're talking about uh, structuring your your practice routine, uh, yeah. what do you what are your suggestions for how people should structure their practice routine? Not necessarily from from the discipline and the freedom side of it. But on a on a sort of a day in day out sort of thing because I think a lot of people run into the problem where there's okay. so much stuff to learn. Well, what, yes, it is. What should I? Where should I? Yes, start? It is. Okay, we can't do anything without great hand and great feet, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so what uh, what the, the way that I practice? Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I still practice. Yes, I do. Why? Because one night if you come to hear me play, I'm not going to let you down, but I'm not going to let me down. Okay, so the first thing I I warm up, I play the 26 rudiments with my hands. I play them slow, at the Nissimo, I play them medium, and metal forte, and I play them fast, and forte, then reverse. Okay. Now, after I play the rudiments with my hand, I play the rudiments with my feet. Why? Why? Because I don't want to have educated hands and ignorant feet. Most drummers have educated hands and ignorant feet. So what? Now, how do I do that? Okay, I'll use my old right hand 
and I would alternate the sticking with my new left hand, which is my left foot. So if I'm playing the single pair of paradiddle, when I alternate, I would be playing it with my foot on the hi-hat. Then I will alternate that sticking, so now I will play uh, the single paradiddle with my left hand, my old left hand, and I will answer it with my new right hand, which is my right foot. Then I will play the rudiments with both feet. Now my body is ready to go to work. You know, when, uh, when you watch great athletes before uh, the game starts, what are they doing, guys? They're out there stretching. Mm -hmm. They're out there stretching. They're warming up. They're getting the body ready to perform at its highest or on its highest level. So I approach it the same way. Like an athlete, I want to perform all the time on my highest level. So let me prepare the body. And once I get that warmed up, the next thing that I do, I open up, say read, and I go to page, in my book is 46, but with, with uh, the new book that might be uh, 47. But I'll, I'll go to that page and say read just before the accent uh, section starts. In the back where they have uh, this one page where they have all of the combination, the eighth note triplet, the dotted eighth note child, the two sixteenth syncopation, the roughs, and all of that. And what I used to do in Los Angeles, before I had a record date, I would play that page. Why? Why? Because that page would prepare my mind to be ready to read pretty much what anybody would throw at me. And I still do that. I play that page every day. But don't memorize it. Don't memorize it. Read it. Read it every day. Do not memorize any music in a book when you are practicing it. Read it. Read it. You know, and after that, now my hands are ready, my eyes are ready. Now, let's say I don't have a, a, a concert coming up or, or a record date. I just want to experiment now. So I think, now, what would, what would the wind sound like? going against a tin roof house. What would that sound sound like? So maybe I will practice colors, like experimenting with different colors. You know, uh, what does it feel like to be kissed by the sun? How, how does it, it, it make me feel when I step outside in, in, in the morning and the sun just kissed me? How, how does that feel? And, and I'll just try to find that color, that shape, you know. Mm -hmm. This is to keep the mind searching for new new things to play because I started playing drums when I was six years old and I'm 71 now. So what is that? 65 years. So I'm, 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 I'm always looking for something different. Now, after I accomplish that, then disadvantage. What is my disadvantage? Well, the last time I was on the gig, I didn't really pull this off. Okay, let me work on that, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, try not to practice what you know. Practice what you don't know. This session is brought to you by Sabian, makers of the new XSR line. Now, I can tell you all about Sabian's B20 bronze and trickle-down technology and all of that stuff, but let me tell you what's really, really important. One, the XSR line are professional-grade symbols priced at a price that is not going to break the bank. So these things sound amazing but are not going to cost you an arm and a leg. And that is really what makes them different. Check them out at sabian.com forward slash 
XSR, and you can learn more about them and also find a dealer near you. Check them out. You mentioned about memorizing things. Once you get into that memorization stage, then you're sort of just going through the motions and you know, yes. you're, not, you're not really growing or, or anything like that. You're just, yes. you're just re it's almost like saying the alphabet, you know, you're just, you're just, yes. you know, it so well, you just say it. it's not a, yes. it's not a struggle or anything like that. So yes, yeah. yes. We have to keep looking for disadvantages. Mm -hmm. It's very important to have disadvantages because that means now we have to conquer now it's time to win. Right. So right. always be looking for your disadvantage, whatever it is. We, we know what it is, but, oh, oh, by the way, a disadvantage might be that we still haven't found that just right place for that drum seat. It took me 10 years, Nick, Nick, it took me 10 years to learn how to sit that out. 10 years, man. <laughs> <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> So let's uh, let's jump into some some questions. So if any of you guys that are listening have questions, go ahead and, and type them in. We have some now. Uh, I'll take this one from Emily, who said, "If you only had twenty minutes a day to practice, what would you practice?" Rudiment. Rudiments. Yes. That you you talked to, you told me a. a a story, not a story, but a an anecdote about the rudiments and a guy applying for a job working for the New York Post or the you know the exactly USA Today. Exactly. Can you can you share exactly. that with the the people who don't know it? Yes, yes. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the twenty six rudiments to a drama is the same as the twenty six letters of the 26 characters in the alphabet. So in other words, the guy is going to get a job as a journalist for the New York Times. And the guy said, hey, come on in. He say, uh, uh, do you know your 26 characters? The guy said, well, no. Okay. So then the, the interviewer is saying, well, if you don't know that, then how can you build a word? And if you can't build a word, you can't build a sentence. If you can't build a sentence, you can't build a paragraph. If you can't build a paragraph, you cannot write a short story. So we can't hide you. So if we don't know the 26 movement, we can't build a phrase. So therefore, we can't build uh, extended rhythm. So therefore, we can't build a solo. So if, 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 if I'm ever on the road and I'm caught, like, you know how it is, Nick, you, you find town. Uh, you, you check in your room, and as soon as you get in the room, the road manager say, downstairs, 35 minutes for sound check. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, if, if nothing I can do in 35 minutes, I can't unpack, I can't take a shower. So what I'll do, I'll practice. Because yeah. after the sound check, what they say, okay, you get back to the hotel, everybody in the lobby, 7 o'clock. Right. Pick up. It's 5.30. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you haven't eaten or washed or you, 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 you haven't even introduced yourself to the room. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know. And then it's a one-nighter, and then right after that, you do it again. So anytime you're caught with just a little time to practice, ladies and gentlemen, practice your movement because without, without that, 
you can't spell or, or build or, or do anything anyway. Okay? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, sound advice. Next question. Next question is from Michael, who said, what are your suggestions for working on finding your own unique voice as a drummer? That's very good. That's very good, Michael. Okay, Michael, since, uh, since both of us have the same name, so you are going to, you in the drum lesson with me, and I say, Michael, call, call your mom and give me the phone. So then she has to say, hello. I say, hi, this is Michael. And then she stands at the phone like, I don't know who this is. Why? Why is that, Michael? That's because she didn't what? She didn't recognize my what? My voice. Okay? So, Michael, you already have a voice. So what you should do is this. Record your speaking voice. The first time I heard my speaking voice, it shocked me. I said, who is that? My, my voice, in my opinion, is terrible, but it's different. And once I realized it was different, I tuned my drums as close as I can to what I think my voice sounds like. Okay? Because you have a voice. You, you are so unique, Michael, that every time you call your house, there's no mistake when your mother pick up the phone who you are. So take that uniqueness that, that, that you have, take that great uniqueness and approach the drums the same way, okay? Approach the drums the same way. So what might help you uh, really, really get it together a little faster, start recording yourself when you are playing your created music. You know, you can record yourself anytime you want to, but sometimes say, okay, I'm going to work on my, my sound. So sit down and tell yourself that. So before you play the drums, speak into the mic, then play that back. You can say testing, 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 this is a test. Listen to that and try to mimic your voice on your drums. And that's what I did, and that'll help you, you a lot. You know why? Because now you are after your own sound. See, you can't get your own sound until you get after it. And once you get after it, what? See, can you share what? Fine. So once you get after it, I promise you, you're going to find it because you want it. Okay? Hmm. Well, I know what I'm doing this weekend. So... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, so Maria, uh, Maria said first, thanks for an awesome and inspiring webinar. So thanks Maria. Thank you for being part of it. Uh, and second, she said, who are your biggest influences? Uh, she has a couple questions. So who, okay. who are your biggest influences? How do you mentally prepare for a gig and how do you, approach, okay. how do you approach practicing disadvantages without getting stressed? Okay. My biggest influence with John Philip Sousa. Believe it or not, my biggest influence was John Philip Sousa because I was a, the... Like a phone uh, player, right? Yes. Yeah. But uh, his, his music, because I was in a junior high school marching band, I fell in love with John Philip Sousa. Sound. Okay? His sound because we had a 110-piece marching band, and I fell in love with Sousa's sound. 
and I always wanted to have a full sound like Sousa's. I wanted to be a one-man Sousa's band. I wanted to always have a sound where it was full and round like Sousa's sound was. Okay? Mm-hmm. And the second question was what? The second question was, how do you prepare mentally for a gig? Okay, very good. When you want to, the best way to prepare mentally for a gig is this. If you don't know what the uh, uh, the book is, it's, uh, let's do it this way. If you are in a steady band and you know what the book is, you know pretty much the, the music that you're going to be playing. Okay, think of where you want your audience to be. Where do you want to take your audience? See, see keep in mind, they're paying money to hear you play, okay? Without, uh, without them, it's no us, okay? So when you go into a doctor's office, he say, where does it hurt? And you'll say, well, it hurt over here. And, and, and then he'll uh, uh, go into that area and he'll make you feel better. So when your audience enter the room, you're, you, you go so uh, inside of yourself and say, I want to lift every person, spirit in this place tonight because they are paying their money to hear me play and I want to touch them. And that's the best way to prepare. Hmm. And the last one was how do you approach practicing disadvantages without getting stressed? Practicing with a band. No, practicing your disadvantages. You would mention, you know. Oh, when I, I, I get a stress. Uh, a stress. Okay. Number one. Uh, to be stressed in the first place, in my uh, mind, is a luxury. Say that again? Stress. Or it's not, but yes. can you describe it more or explain it more? Yes, yes, I will. Stress, in my mind, is a luxury. Because how can we be stressed about anything? See, what, what causes stress? Causes, what causes stress is the unknown, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. But the unknown is beauty. So in order to be stressed about something one doesn't know is a luxury because they can actually be stressed because they don't know it. Hmm. Because unknown, anything that is unknown to me is beauty because then I get what? I can say, ah, I'm going to learn something today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to learn something today. I can't believe it. I am going to learn some today. Let me get with this now, 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 now. How do we approach it? See, this is what brings about the so-called stress. We approach it uh, with this type of concept. I, I should be able to play that, like uh, a lot of my students are telling me. Yeah, yeah, because you don't understand. I should be able to play it. I said, well, play it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, for some reason, I can't play it. I said, then relax and mess it up. Mm -hmm. Look, if you're going to mess it up anyway, do you want to be stressed out and mess it up? The guy going to fire you anyway. Or would you like to be relaxed and mess it up because he's going to fire you anyway? Right. So 
anybody, listen to me, ladies and gentlemen, anybody that is allegedly dealing with stress, it's a luxury, meaning you can afford it. Mm -hmm. I can't afford no stress. I'm too young to be stressed. Yeah. I can do some stretching, but I'm not going to do no stressing <laughs> because I'm too young for it. I'm too young for it. You, you, you have to be a person that have conquered everything to be stressed. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's growth. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's perspective and growth because if you, you know, there's, if you're struggling with something, that means there's still more to learn, which is an amazing thing. That's the amazing thing about drumming. Yeah, but, but, but Nick, if you surrender to it, it's a piece of cake. Mm -hmm. You don't know it anyway. Wait, 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 wait a minute. I'm going to stress out because there's something I don't know anyway. That's ego. That's ego, man. Well, if I can play the single stroke role, then I should be. That's not necessarily so. Now, let's do this. Before we stress out, let, let's start keeping a practice log. And before we stress out, let's go to that log and say, okay, this is what I'm stressing out about. Uh-oh, I don't see it listed here. Uh-oh, I haven't, oh, my God, I haven't worked on it. Oh, there's nothing to stress about. It, instead of stressing, just get busy. Mm -hmm. Instead of stressing, just, just get busy. But once again, once again, let's go back to what we had said earlier. This is a large instrument, ladies and gentlemen. This is a large instrument. Don't let it stress you out. Get busy and, and take notes of what you practice daily, how long you practice. So anytime you, you have any questions about why can you play something, look it up in your handwriting. Do not put it in your cell phone. Write it down like the captain's log. And you go for that whole week and say, ah, look. I only practice it for 15 minutes and seven days. So why am I stressing? Right. I shouldn't be good at this because I'm not putting the time in to get better at it. Exactly. Yeah. So then that makes it thrilling to me. I mean, you know, it's like uh, uh, who was stressed out uh, before they ever been kissed? You stressed out after. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's sort of the – it sort of reminds me, it's not the same thing, but it sort of reminds me of when people get stressed out about wanting immediate results and, and they say, yes. well, man, that's going to take me five years. And it's like, well, so what? Those yes. five years are yes. going to pass either way. It doesn't matter. Yes. Whether you work on this thing or not, those five years are going to, in five years, it's still going to be 2021, whether you yes, work sir. on this thing or not. So you might as well just work on it. Y yes, sir. You know. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No, no, no. That's the truth. That's yeah. the truth. If, 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 if we deal with it or not, hey, 2021, yep. it doesn't matter. See, see that, that, that's very good, Nick. Uh, it, 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 ladies and gentlemen, what Nick just said is very important, man. Live and love, man. Just, uh, just live and learn and love and live and learn and, and love. It's nothing to be stressed out of, I, 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 I promise you, I promise you. Once you be 10 years older than you are today listening at this conversation, check it out. Mm-hmm.
and you were called up uh, Nick and said, oh, man, yeah. Yeah, and see, it's, it's, see, because after the time passed, it's a joke then. It's like, I can't believe that I used to get upset because I couldn't play, I would. That's that's amazing. I could. Oh, I remember. I remember uh, one day I, I was practicing. Jim Chapin. I was 11 years old, and I had just gotten to the uh, uh, the bass drum section in back of the book. And my father was on the road with um, uh, uh, Pops Louis Armstrong. It was 115 degrees in Texas. I was at home. And I'm working out of chafing. And the next thing I knew, my mother, and this just had happened. The next thing I knew, my mother came to, came in my bedroom and she said with a, a quiet voice, she said, Michael, that'll be enough for the day. And I'll go outside and get your snare drum out, out of the, uh, off the front lawn. I had thrown the snare drum through the window. <laughs> Because you were so frustrated. Nick, the snare drum was sitting on the lawn. <laughs> I didn't even know it. But, 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 but what was so beautiful, man, is my mom came in and said, Michael, I, I think that would be enough for the day. <laughs> I think gone. you've had enough. <laughs> <laughs> but she didn't freak out because she said he has lost it. So there ain't, ain't nobody in this house but Michael and I. So one of us have to be cool. Right. And the next day, I turned to the same page. This is a true story, ladies and gentlemen. The next day, I turned to the same page. I sat down and I played it correct the first time. And I, 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 I broke in the tears because I was so mad at myself because I had tried too hard. And that's when I realized, and that's, when I, that's why I teach today and, and, and I tell the young ladies and gentlemen, it's only some black ink on some white paper. It has no emotion and no conscience and no heart. You are the human being. That black ink on that white paper, when you're dead and gone, those notes will be in the same position. So it ain't no big deal. Yep. Yep, I agree. Uh, let's go to the next question. So this is from, from Luis or Lewis, Luis, I think. Uh, so he had a message for you and then a question. So he says, Hey Nick, Hey Michael, my name is Luis Campano. I'm 39 years old, professional drummer from Sao Paulo, Brazil. He said, Michael, All right. he said, Michael, thanks for existing. Since I knew about you on the drummer's resource, you've been a major influence. I've listened to your interview many times. I love you, man. Thank you so much for sharing, for everything you've shared with us. And thank you, Nick, from Drummer's Resource. So you're welcome. Thank you for being a part of this. We appreciate it. And he said, he wanted to know, what do you think about the Stick Control book? What do I think about what? Stick Control, the book. Oh, George Lawn Stone. Okay, George Lawn Stone is a great book. And when I was a child, uh, I wanted to study out of George Lawn Stone. And I came home because everybody had it in the 50s. And uh, I, I came running home from school and I told my father, I said, Daddy, I'm me, Josh Longstone. And he said, well, I'm not going to buy you, Josh Longstone. And I was like, well, why? He said, because drummers play rhythms. Hmm. And I said, really? And he said, yes. Yeah. He said, so I'm going to buy you 
their dad's technique, rudimental drum solo studies by Charles Wilcox, when it's time for you to study out of it. And then he explained to me, he said, George Lawrence Stone is a great book, but the only sound you will be creating is eighth note, eighth note triplets or sixteenth notes, but with no syncopation and no rhythm. He said the sticking is unbelievable. The sticking is unbelievable. But the people in the audience is not going to be watching your sticking. They are going. They want you to play a rhythm to make them feel good. And that's why he would let me study out of George Longstone. And he was right because all the drummers that study out of George Longstone, when they play bars, I can hear it because it's like piston in a car. Hmm. But it's no oxygen. It's no oxygen in between the beats Com it, uh, compared to if you study. See, in, in, in George Lawrence Stone, you don't get a lot of roughs and rolls. You know, right. Right. you don't get a lot of roughs and rolls. You, you know, so, uh, so uh, to sustain a sound as a drummer, we need to roll. To, uh, to play a glitch like a, a pianist, we need to have a rust. To slur like a horn player, we need a rust. You, you, you know, so mm -hmm. it's a great book for those that are really into like uh, a lot of intricate stick control. Yes, sir. Right. If, if that's what you're looking for, please buy that book. But if you're looking for a book, where you can develop rolling and rhythm, then I would recommend Charles Wilcox. Mm -hmm. That's a great book. Man, that's such a hard book, too. The Wilcoxon book is, is, is rough. I went through the whole, I just recently went through the whole thing with, I have this thing called the Drum Breakfast Club, and we get together every morning and practice, okay. Okay. And practice in oh, the morning. We worked out that book for about six months. That's a that's a challenging book. Yes, sir. Yes, Great. sir. I mean, amazing book. It's it's tough. Yes, sir. Mm hmm. So, but, but, uh, but it will but, really help help language. Oh yeah, because you can you can take and I'm 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 preaching to the choir. You know this, but you can take all of the all of the stuff in there and then start moving it around the kit, and you start to get all of these creative oh, yeah. like expressive oh, yeah. uh textures and colors oh, and yeah. it's, it's amazing yeah definitely yeah. amazing uh so yes it's, it's rhythms yeah it's, it yeah it's, and 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 some very interesting stickings mind you that i think for me that was always the hardest part was the stickings that to me were just didn't make sense you know, yeah, yeah. Well, well, see, Will Wilcoxon uh, 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 do that a lot. Like uh, the last eight bars of the plan stump, where, where you're playing one and two and three, but uh, that's all in, in one hand. Right, 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 right. Left, 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 right. Flam tap, flam tap. Right, 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 right. Left, 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 right. Flam tap, flam tap. So when, when you played the last eight bars of uh, the plan stump, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you know, yeah, that's a beautiful thing. So I would look at the rhythms and say, "Oh, I can play that," you know. And then I start playing it, and then, yes. I, and then I yes. look at it and yes. I say, "Wait a minute, wait a minute. Yes. These stickings yes. are yes. completely yes. different yes. than yes. what you would think they should yes. be." Yes, yes. He would deliberately put that left hand in the middle of something where, if your right hand is so natural for the right hand to resolve it, 
but he'll put that left in there. Yeah. Uh, like in uh, the three camps, uh, in uh, the three camps, mm-hmm. you can find it there, especially in, in um, uh, heating the rudiments and uh, Farrah Little Johnny, you can find it there. Yeah, and, uh, Farrah Little Johnny's uh, a fun the, one. The Uvangi Serenade, uh, the piece written for Tom Tom. You can find it there. But the piece I really like is the Corn Belt Jazz. You know what? You That's one that we would block. Huh? Yeah, we didn't we didn't finish that one yet. We've worked on it a little bit though. That will make you want to think about doing something else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a different profession. <laughs> Maybe I'll design Leah Jets instead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a hard one. They're all, they're all really good. So for anybody out there, definitely check it out. It's uh the Charlie Wilcoxon book. Uh what's it yeah. Advanced Advanced Rudimental Swing Solos or something? What's it called? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh <laughs> so let's <laughs> we'll get to the next question. This one is from Mark, and Mark says I have a hard time getting into a good practice routine. What do you suggest I do? Okay. For you, Mark, what do you like? Okay. And in, in, in order to see, see, we have to be out of our mind to want to practice. Why? It requires too much discipline. And, and, and I'm just being real. So, so we have to be out of our mind to even want to do that in the first place, okay? Mm-hmm. So, it requires so much discipline Then, hey, let's figure out a way to have fun. So, if you are just beginning to develop a practice routine, this is what I would recommend. Use a clock. It's very important, ladies and gentlemen, to practice with a clock. Okay, it's very important because... We only need to do five minutes verse. Why? Because we cannot function longer than five, a focus longer than five minutes. We might think we can. We might hope we can. But let's just get in the habit of, of doing it for five minutes. Why five minutes, Carvin? Well, five minutes is the time of most hit songs. Most hit songs are played in five minutes. Mm-hmm. Most hit records are not played in 15 minutes or 20 minutes because you can't focus that long, man. Right. You, 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 uh, I don't know if you guys have been in the studio as, as much as Nick and I, but hey, hey, five minutes in a recording studio is a lifetime. Mm-hmm. You know, so let's use that number. Let's just start practicing with that five-minute clock. Now, what is going to happen, but the way you start, since you have, uh, since you don't have a good routine, let's start with five minutes of having fun. So let's do five minutes of having fun. I mean five minutes. I don't mean four and a half. I don't mean five and a half. Five minutes. Okay? You can even have the long to go. Five minutes. Now, after that five minutes, I want you to practice two rudiments that you do not like. Practice two rudiments that you do not like for five minutes. Make sure you don't like them. Practice those for five minutes. When the alarm go off, now I want you to think about something funny. Think about something funny and try to mimic that sound over the drum for five minutes. Then when, uh, after the alarm go off, open up and turn to a page in the book that you have difficult playing. You practice your reading for five minutes. After that, the alarm go off, 
play something that you like for five minutes. And after you do that 12 times, five times 12 is 60, that's your hour. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. And if you don't, uh, uh, if, if you don't have a good practice routine, let's just do do an hour and call it a day. Because there's no sense in sitting there if we aren't learning. That's what we said earlier, Nick and I said earlier. We've never met a laser drum in our life, but we have met some that waste their time. Right. And you and I are from the same school that, you know, if you're not if you're not practicing at all right now, and if you're not going to the gym at all now, or you don't have this routine, <laughs> like trying to get yeah. into it an hour a day starting tomorrow is probably going to be an effort and futility, and you're probably going to fail, so you should Start, yes, sir. Start so very we got slow. to have some fun. Yeah. Right. right. Yep, we got to have some fun, but we got to have that clock along it. Mm-hmm. And that'll get us started. Mm-hmm. And okay. from there, it will turn into what, ladies and gentlemen? A habit. I tell my students uh, all the time, they're, they're, I, I don't buy into a lot of things that people say. Okay, when they say they they say, I don't buy into a lot of stuff that they say. But these two things that they say, I buy into 1,000%. Number one, they say that we are creatures of habit. I believe that. Now, anytime we hear the word habit, we think it's bad. Yep. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there's all sorts of things that's good habits. Okay, so I buy into that. I'm a creature of habit. I believe that. Then another thing that they say that I believe in, we have choices. I believe that. I buy into that 100%. So since I'm a creature of habit and and I have a choice, then I'm going to choose good habits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We are the sum of all of our habits. Whether they're, yeah. good, whether they're good or bad, we are we are the sum of our habits. Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, but I just find just certain words people just assume that is going to be negative. Mm-hmm. Well, anytime I'll, I'll I'll use that uh, example to get ready to explain to a new student, and once I say habit, I can see him cring- uh, cringing like, oh man, <laughs> oh he's going to talk about. My habit, and then I, but, but, but I, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. But and then after I explain it, they say, "Wow, I never thought about it that way." Yeah, you have choices. You have choices. Right. Okay. So it says I'm a creature of habit. I'm buying into it one thousand percent. But guess what? Since I'm a creature of choices, I will choose my habit. Mm-hmm. It will not choose me. Mm-hmm. I agree with that one. So uh, we're, we're getting close to the hour mark. I'm going to see if, if there's any more questions out there. I haven't seen any pop up. So if anyone has any questions for Michael regarding practice or anything else, if you have any questions for me or for Michael or, and uh, you want to submit them, just do that right there on the right-hand side where it says chat. And if no questions come across, uh, first of all, I want to say thank you to all the attendees for being a part of this, being a part of Drummers Resource Pro. And uh, this is something that we do every other week, and uh, and we're have you know we have a live seminar with a different guest every other week, and you can uh, sign up for all that stuff at drummersresourcepro.com. And Michael, I want to thank you for being a part of this and acknowledge. Oh, thank you, Nick. Anytime, just just call me. You know me, I'm there. I know it. I know. 
Uh, oh, we do have one more question from Michael Scott, who said, what do you listen to these days for inspiration? Okay. Uh, I listen to golf programs because I play a lot of golf. Hmm. I listen and I watch professional golf because I'm watching people trying to perfect something. It, it fascinates me to watch a guy uh, 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 play a draw shot for where he, he, he starts the ball out to the right and it fades back to the center and it comes back to the fairway to the left. I have a natural fade where I start the ball out to the left and it comes back in to the right. I like learning how to read fast greens. It knocked me out, you, you know, and, and, and I like uh, uh, watching the vegetation and, and, and the beautiful flowers and the birds and, and, and the different shaped trees in different countries where, and, and uh, whether it be playing the golf course, just how beautiful the terrain is. And I didn't start playing golf until I was 50. And I'm 71, and I'm glad that I didn't start until I was 50 because I needed something, speaking of inspiration. At 50, I felt like New York was closing in on me. And by me being from Texas, I really needed that open space again. So I, I knew I wasn't going to jog. I knew I wasn't going to lift weights and, and, and all of that. So I said, I'm going to learn how to play golf. And what I did, I did not take a teacher why? Because I wanted to struggle. I wanted to have something to be a disadvantage. Why? Mm -hmm. So my mind could stay sharp and strong. And that's what inspires me a lot, is to watch a pro golf step up in that tee box and hit a shot that is magnificent. It just knocked me out. I, I mean, I mean that's, like, that's like playing B, that B of the century. <laughs> you, you know, I mean, it, it, it knocks me, me out because in order to be a great golfer, you need what? Tempo and what? Timing mm -hmm. and what? Vision. You have to see the shot. That's what a, a pro told me. He said, Michael, you have to see the shot in your mind, then execute. I was like, wow. Huh. And it helped my drumming so much. So much, man. It's amazing. Because now I see colors and shapes. Mm -hmm. And I'll go to this symbol. I'll go to that symbol. I'll go to this red shot. I'll go to that drum here. You know, because I'm trying to shape this sound that I'm getting ready to play. And I want the, it to be shaped this way. And I want the color to strike the audience and make them think of it that way. You know, and, and that's what in, in, inspires me. Because now, at 71, I don't listen to no music, especially my own, because sometimes I think I got something new and it's something I've done. Mm -hmm. So I had to go somewhere else to, uh, for my inspiration. Like and, and another reason why I love golf, you don't hear, don't, 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 uh, da, 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 da. Uh, you don't hear defense, defense, you don't hear nothing. <laughs> Silence. But you, but you see everything. Yeah. Yep. Do you have time for one more question? 
I sure have before me. All right. Uh, so how do you get in that state of not thinking about what you're playing while you're playing? Okay. Know the melody. Know the melody of the tune. Know the melody. Yep. Know the melody. You've got to know the melody. Young, 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 great drummers, you have to start singing the melody. If you can't sing, do not do it over microphone. Like me, I will not do it over microphone. But study that band's book. Know every nook and cranny of every song your band is playing. Know where the uh, uh, the sound is going to release. A lot of times we call that the bridge or the interlude or going back to letter A. Know when that uh, a song is going to take a breath because when it takes a breath, we step in it. You know, and the more you know about, not not so much, well, uh, letter A is eight bars, and then when we go to the bridge, it's 16 bars. And No, 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 no. You, you can beat that. That's, uh, that's the math. You, you already know the math. Know the colors. Know the colors. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean you uh, have to go and, and study so fast, but uh, if you like, why not? But know the colors the way you know them. This might be red or that might be orange or that might be dark or that might be bright. You know, know the colors. So when that band is getting ready to go to that place, then you create the preparatory color before the command color, and that's that explosion. Mm. It's all colors, man. Yeah. It's all colors. You smearing colors that, or, 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 or what I call sheets of sound. Sheets of sound. Not rhythms, but a sheet. Just a you, you know, like a sheet of sound. Just, yep. You know. Because what, what, oh, another thing that really helped me, me a lot, ladies and gentlemen. Fall in love with the music. 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 I don't care what it is. Fall in love with the music. If you're going to risk your life leaving the comforts of your home to go, and, and, and you have the guts and the audacity to walk into a strange place, set your drums up, and play what you believe in, you crazy anyway. So take it all the way out there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, us drummers really need to look at what we do. We're right. very bold characters. We are really some bold characters. I mean, we really are. We're going to come in that man's face with all this stuff and knocking chairs over and, and spilling drinks, and, and then we're we going to set that down and play what we believe in. Yes, but... Um, just fall in love, fall in love with every note the band is playing on that tune. And when that song is over with, then catch your breath. And when the next tune starts, fall in love again with the notes. Yep. With the notes. With the notes. With the emotion in the notes. Because we are in the emotional business. That's why the greatest drummer in the world has to be an emotional person. Mm-hmm. If not, there's no emotion in the music. It's all mathematics. Right. One of your one of your uh, your students, Ralph Peterson, said something very profound on the podcast. He said, uh, "He said, as a drummer, you have to know music and the melody. And if you don't know music and you don't know the melody, then your playing is reduced to velocity and or mathematics and velocity." Yes. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, I think yeah, that is all a, in love with the music. I think that's a that is a great place for us to uh, to stop here. And I want to let everyone know who who's here listening, being part of this. Michael teaches in New York, and he also teaches Skype lessons. So no matter where you're at in the world, you can study with the great Michael Carvin, and you can go to michaelcarvin.com. And you can uh, get in contact him with him there. And Michael, what's your email address if people want to reach out to you? Okay, it's Carvin C A R V I N M, as in Michael Carvin M at gmail dot com. Carvin M at gmail dot com. Awesome. And I'll make sure that all that is included in the show notes for this for this program so that if people want to get in touch with you, I I advise anyone out there, whether you're in New York or not, to to get in touch with Michael, schedule some lessons with him and uh, and learn you something. <laughs> uh, also, um, I want to thank you again, Michael. Um, oh, actually, Louis <laughs> just asked, do you, do you teach Skype lessons? So, yep, he does. Um, but Michael, thank you so much for being a part of this. I know that uh, oh, thanks, myself, Nick. myself and the rest of the drumming community appreciate you appreciate what you do. You are a true inspiration to all of us. So thanks for being a part of this. And, uh, thanks. Thank for you so much, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely. It was, it was a great pleasure to have you and thanks everybody for attending and, uh, we're signing off. So we'll talk to you soon. Thanks again. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So there you have it, Mr. Michael Carvin. Again, that was from the Drummer's Resource Pro Q&A that we had. For more information, you can check out drummersresourcepro.com. Also, to listen to Michael's first interview that we did on the podcast, head over to drummersresource.com forward slash session five five. And question of the day for you, because I'm looking at moving to LA. So if you could live anywhere in the world, where would you live and why would you live there? You can leave your comments at drummersresource.com forward slash session 159. And keep an eye out this Thursday. I'll be doing part two of the Life as a Sideman podcast. Keep drumming. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll be talking to you soon. Don't forget, leave a rating and review if you dig the podcast. I appreciate it. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.